Hello, friends. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to my uh, my car on this uh, Friday in the aftermath of the Montreal Canadiens playing on the road, kick-starting their four-game road trip in Florida with a 4-3 shootout loss to the Florida Panthers, the juggernaut of the NHL's Atlantic Division going into last night's contest tied with Boston with 82 points. The Bruins win, the Panthers win. Both teams remain tied on this Friday morning atop the Atlantic Division. And I'll tell you this, the Montreal Canadiens gave the Florida Panthers a deep, heavy, proven playoff team all they could handle and then some when Alex Newhook scored in the game's third period gave the Canadians a, a 3-2 lead unfortunately as it usually goes for this team it's hard to hold on to leads it's hard to close out games as the Montreal Canadiens uh, gave up a shorthanded goal to Sam Reinhardt who's in the mother of all contract years and then of course Cole Caulfield was the only Canadian skater to convert in the shootout attempt yesterday and uh, Sam Montebeau and uh, the Montreal Canadiens go down in that skills competition to wrap it up in a 4-3 final. Uh, the first of four games away from the Bell Centre. Montreal is back home on Saturday, March 9th, when they entertain the visiting Toronto Maple Leafs. In between then, it's tomorrow night at Tampa Bay. And then they're on the road in Nashville, Thursday in Carolina. And then they leave. As soon as they're done with Carolina, they're hopping on a plane right away coming home. They're not sleeping in Carolina because when they wake up on Friday, that will be the beginning of NHL trade deadline day. And as far as it goes concerning the Montreal Canadiens and trade deadline day, anything we're hearing, any speculation around Montreal and what we think they might do between now and a week from today, not much. I do think there's going to be some small activity, but when I mean not much, um, don't hold your breath for any seismic shifts. I don't think the Montreal Canadiens are getting any A prospects a la Kirby Doc or Alex Newhook. I don't think that's coming between now and a week from today. Uh, based on some of the things we're hearing, TSN Hockey Insider Darren Dreger mentioned that with us this morning, that one source close to Dreger said that if Jake Allen gets dealt, it will come down to the wire. So one of those things where the fax machine gets jammed up and the trade deadline comes and goes and you know trickling in shortly thereafter, once they start to get some of these deals done, but ultimately, I think that if, if Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon and the Habs front office were really inclined on really making a big change between now and the deadline, then how can you not look at someone like Sam Montebeau, who, again, I don't think the Montreal Canadiens are contemplating trading. I'm sure some teams have probably called as Montreal still rolls with three goaltenders this deep into the season. I'm sure there are teams that have called. You know, Mike Kelly of Sports Logic put out some great information around Sam Montebeau this week, talking about... Montebo's ability to steal games, right? And the percentage of starts in which Montebo steals is upwards around 25%. That is the number one ranking in the National Hockey League. So if you're a team like Edmonton or Toronto, two teams that have super talented rosters, but have bigger than just question marks in goal, they, they the general managers of those two organizations specifically would be doing their organizations and their fan bases such a disservice if they don't call Sam Montebo, who again just got a new contract, got extended by Ken Hughes. So I don't think that Montreal is interested in moving away from Sam Montebo. But when we talk about the goaltenders in this market, he's the only one that has significant value in terms of getting a huge return in a transaction. But then again, you know, you put the um the cart before the horse. Are you happy having some stability in goal? Do you feel as though that Sam Montebo has answered enough of your questions that leads you down the path to believe that Sam Montebo will be a part of the Montreal Canadiens rebuild when they're done rebuilding? 
right? Because you look at other markets that have questions in goal and uncertainty at that position, Edmonton, Toronto, you know, what do you want? What do you prefer? Now, look, you know, obviously everyone's talking about the red hot Nick Suzuki, who is now on pace for 81 points this year. He got three in the loss in Florida, picked up a goal, had a beautiful face-off draw that got Yuri Slakovsky his 13th of the season in the second period on a nice bang-bang play. And Suzuki is on a heater. You know, for those that are, uh, you know, the Canadians aren't winning. I'm kind of not watching. I'm kind of half paying attention. I'm in and out around the Canadians because competitively speaking, they're not that good this year. Man, you got to watch just to see Nick Suzuki play, just to see this guy work his tail off. Plays both sides of center ice very, very well and has been defensively outstanding. We saw him shorthanded situationally a couple times yesterday. He's kind of gotten away from playing PK duty, but he's kind of back there again, and he's so good at doing it. We saw it against Buffalo in a nice back check. We saw it against Arizona again, coming from behind, trailing the play in order to break up an offensive chance by the opposition. Defense is one thing. Defense, my friends, is hard work, and you have to admire anybody on a non-compete team that is trying to, to lead by example Nick Suzuki has become that guy. And another question I want to throw out there is, do you feel as though that Nick Suzuki with 59 points after 60 games is just scratching the surface of his potential? That's what Martin St. Louis mentioned, his coach, after that game in Florida yesterday. You know, I have to believe that when St. Louis watches Suzuki play the game, he has to smile. He has to feel good inside because... You know, if you know anything about MSL, you know this guy is, has worked his, his tail off to get to where he was as a player. You know, this guy was a Vermont Catamount. We're, not, we're talking about an undrafted player who's in the Hockey Hall of Fame who won an MVP, who is a Stanley Cup champion, right? Was probably told based on his physical dimensions he was never going to be anything in terms of a competitive athlete, let alone a professional one. But yet, at every turn, he defied all the negativity. And I'm not saying Nick Suzuki faces that level of adversity in his path to becoming the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. But to see him with the C on his chest be close, knocking on the door of a point-of-game player this deep into the season, playing and working so hard every night, that's a reason to watch. Forget about the chemistry that, that they've developed on the number one line. And we'll talk about Cole Caulfield and his goalless drought here in a second. But Uri Slikoski has leveled up. Nick Suzuki has leveled up. The team is trying to level up. And this is what you want to see from a captain who leads by example. It's one thing to be the rah-rah guy in the room, but the cliche goes, talk is cheap, show me. And Nick Suzuki is doing more than just showing. He's proving it every day that he is he is a number one center, that he is the true captain of this Montreal Canadiens organization and will be for the foreseeable future. The more and more I watch Nick Suzuki play, the more and more I feel lucky in this fan base in this market that we get to watch a guy like Nick Suzuki play all the time on the other side Cole Caulfield Cole Caulfield who no doubt has proven at the NC2A level showed us last year when he was on pace for 45 goal season before injuries curtailed his year and then went under the knife that Cole Caulfield doesn't look like the same guy and as a result the line is playing well and I think that gives someone like Cole Caulfield a little bit of a pass but we're talking again about another player that got paid, got the contract with the expectation of you're going to deliver all the time. And we could be, you know, in this space here together one year from now talking about Cole Caulfield like we're talking about Nick Suzuki. So let's not get carried away and let's not kill a guy. But for a player that 
loves to score goals, I believe was born on planet Earth to do just that. The fact that he has two goals in his last 11 games and those two goals came when the Montreal Canadiens lost to the New York Rangers in the 7-4 final and that he's kind of been goalless since. He's, you know, set up a few other goals and has played the role more so lately of playmaker than goal scorer. I like the fact that that line is clicking and looking as good as they are, and it gives a little pass to Cole Caulfield to kind of sort it out. You know, last week when we were talking, I thought maybe he was injured. It was at the Buffalo game where he got knocked down by the side of the net, and it took him a minute to get back up onto his feet and then gingerly skated over to the player's bench. And you thought, oh, my God, is this guy playing hurt again? Because that's what happened last year. And then he got surgically operated on. And I'm like, let's not repeat this again. We're all allowed to make mistakes. We're not allowed to make the same mistakes again and again and again. And uh, there was part of me that was a bit concerned about whether or not Cole Caulfield was trying to push through and play through injury. I haven't noticed anything. Again, I'm not, I'm not at the game. I'm watching just like you all are on television and everything else. But I don't see a hurt Cole Caulfield. I really don't. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the line being so good chemistry-wise, Nick Suzuki, man, Suzuki is in a zone. And it, it did put a smile on my face to uh, to see that Alex Kovala's name was brought up again about uh, the last time, that's the answer to the trivia question, of who was the last Montreal Canadian player to be better than a point a game. We got to go back to 08 when Alex Kovala put up 84 points. And before that, we got to go back to the 90s and Pierre Turgeon's over 90-point season. I want to say that was 96, maybe 95, 96, I forget. Uh, but Pierre Turgeon was the last guy to get into the 90s for the Canadians. And you know, it's a point of contention for me. I'm 45 years old, and I hate the fact that we're referencing history going back to Stefan Riche and Mats Naslin, the last guys to score 50 and the last guy to score 100 points in Mats Naslin. Man, you know, we're 40 years deep in history here. I, I, I keep telling you, I'm ready to write new chapters and talk about new history and building from whether it's Cole Caulfield, if he ever drops 50, I don't think he will. Uh, Nick Suzuki, will he get into the 90 point threshold? You know, that to me seems more likely of the two things ever happening in the lifetime of these two guys as teammates together with the Montreal Canadiens. I think it's more likely Nick Suzuki gets into the 90 point realm as a player in a complete season versus Cole Caulfield hitting 50 at any point in his NHL career. Could both things happen? Absolutely. And if they do, I think the Montreal Canes are probably going to win the Stanley Cup. If you and I are talking about Cole Caulfield scoring 50 and Suzuki hitting 100 points within the same year, um, I would be happy to see that. At any point they want to deliver that, uh, sign me up. I am here for the Montreal Canadiens to go 82-0 and when that uh, happens. In the meantime, here's something that hasn't happened this year, and I would love to see it happen on Saturday night in Tampa Bay. Please, can we give Sam Montebo the start again? Please, please. You know, he's played the two games this week, played at home against, uh, uh, who'd they open the week? Uh, yeah, Arizona, where the Coyotes outplayed the Canadians, but has somehow Montreal still won 4-2, and then they lose to Sam Montebo in a 4-3 shootout at Florida. Please, Sam Montebo, Saturday night in Tampa, a Montreal Canadiens goaltender has not started three consecutive games all year. As a matter of fact, it was only the third time since 2024 began that Sam Montebo played in back-to-back -back games. So I said it before. I think I was one of the first to say it. You know, again, it ain't personal. I don't care about Jake Allen playing hockey for the Montreal Canadiens. I really don't. I said this three, four weeks ago. I still feel, feel as strongly about that today as I did then. Um, and as Darren Dreger mentioned to us on the morning show today, based on the sources that are talking to him, 
if Jake Allen does get dealt, it will be at the last minute. It's a last minute kind of move. And I don't think UL Armia or David Savard get moved between now and a week from today. The March 8th tread deadline, my friends, is now seven days away. Hit me up in the comments. Can you see Ken Hughes? You saw what Chris Tanev went for. A little underwhelming. And I do think, and we saw it this week, I'll give you a recent example of the value of a David Savard, you know, who at one point on Tuesday in the win over Arizona, the Canadians were in a shorthanded situation. There you have David Savard just before the faceoff. He's got Jordan Harris. He's got Kovacevic. Uh, Yoel Armia came into the conversation wondering about what the strategy was going to be. David Savard, kind of the captain on the ice at that moment, kind of telling players, dictating where they were going to go situationally. You win the face-off, I want you there. And then here's what you're going to do with the puck. I mean, that's so valuable. Who else in that position is going to do that there? Really nobody. So while David Savard, like you, Armia, still have another year left, I think there's a lot of value in, in keeping David Savard and just giving him another year with guys like Caden Gooley and Arbor Jacki, whose game no doubt has leveled up. Just like uh, Jacki, when he was in Laval, man, it took him a couple of games to get going. And we see it now. This kid is confident and he carries the puck with speed, isn't afraid to take chances, which is great, which tells me the coaching staff, you know, unlike the previous regimes that told defensemen to never cross center ice, it seems to me offense can come from everywhere else as the Montreal Canadiens have been one of the league leaders all year in getting points from the back end. So, yeah, a couple of things here. I don't see any major moves um, happening between now and a week from today. And I'd love to see Sam Montebo get the starting goal on Saturday night only because, you know what, we've seen enough of Jake Allen. We all know who Jake Allen is. He's a great teammate on and off the ice. But as far as wins and losses and evaluating players, Jake Allen's time to be evaluated is long gone. I think we're still looking at Sam Montebo. Can this guy play 60% of a season? I don't know. But I'd like to see something along those lines. And do you feel as though that today, on this March 1st, that you have a, a a better understanding, a higher hockey IQ when it comes to knowing exactly who Caden Primo is? I don't. Primo thinks he's a better goaltender today than he was at this time last year, so I have no reason to not believe the words coming out of his mouth. But yeah, I want to see a lot more Sam Montebo, and I want to see a little bit more Caden Primo between now and the end of the NHL's regular season. And again, it ain't personal, but I don't need to see Jake Allen anymore. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, and thanks for watching us all week. Uh, don't forget, you know, we had a busy week here at In the Car with Star, uh, especially for you golf nerds. It was awesome to have Johan Benson on the pod yesterday. He joined us from uh, the driving range of PGA National at the Palm Beaches. Uh, Corey Connors was there. He said hello. So lots of fun. We talk about Liv. We talk about Taylor Gooch, um, whether or not Rory McIlroy is ultimately Liv-bound, and Anthony Kim, who made his Liv debut as a wild card today in uh, Saudi Arabia, Fired a uh, 76 in his opening round. Uh, good enough for dead last. DFL. 54 players. Anthony Kim sits 54th after one round at Live Golf. Again, 54 players in the Live circuit. They play three rounds. It's a shotgun start. And Anthony Kim isn't a part of a team. He's kind of a wild card guy. So he's got no team and no points to accumulate. So he's out there on his own. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, you should watch the interview I did with Johan Benson on yesterday. Uh, you can find In the Car with Star on all your podcast platforms, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, and the list goes on. Of course, on YouTube, just search, just search In the Car with Star. 
We're also on Facebook as well. So, yeah, we're all over the place. We've got lots of Habs content this week. And, of course, uh, for you golf nerds out there, we went pretty deep on what's going on on tour on both Live and the PGA. And if you've been paying attention a little bit, you know, we've been going here 16 minutes, and I try really not to do a lot of advertising inside the podcast. You know, I've got uh, Chief's Convenience Store, Highway 132 in Ganawage, the logo on the screen, Little Bear Pet Store uh, on St. Catherine in Westmount. You can find them online, littlebearonline.com, and uh, you can get all your pet's needs, toys, boots, jackets, uh, cages, whatever it is, uh, delivered to your home at Little Bear, Little Bear Online. But I also want to mention the fact that um, I, I struck up a, a, a partnership for the next four weeks with WeCook. WeCookMeals.ca is the website, and I'll put a link down in the description uh, when I'm done where you can click on it and click on the WeCook Meals, and you're going to see a promo code. The promo code is STAR, S-T-A-R-R-70, and you can save $70 on your first two meals at WeCook. And what WeCook does, and why I love it and why I think you will too, is it's such a time saver. We're eating healthier. We're snacking healthier. They have protein-based snacks that are actually delicious. And healthy meals where you can pick from a variety of sides. And we don't have to cook it where there's no chopping. There's no dicing. There's no sauteing. It's all done. And normally, like we've all done this before, and I've experienced going the healthy route with other companies, and generally they don't taste as good. And here at We Cook Meals, they list all the ingredients, you know exactly what you're eating, they're locally sourced, and they're freaking delicious. I had a meatball dish with a nice sauce and green beans. Uh, the other day I had uh, kind of a chipotle spiced uh, chicken breast with green beans and roasted potatoes. I had a spaghetti bolognese earlier in the week. Man, it was phenomenally good. You can put it in the oven, warm it up, 15 minutes. You can put it in the microwave, three minutes, boom, 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 and there's no cleanup. It just goes right into the recycling or some into the garbage, and we're good. There's no, like, again, I've had the other meal companies, you know, where you're sauteing and you're cooking and you're roasting and you got parchment paper and you got, uh, you're got zesting, zesting citrus out the ass, zesting nonstop. Everything is done, and it tastes great. WeCookMeals.ca is the website. And uh, I'm happy to part with them, partner with them, and hopefully this grows because I genuinely love the product, and I think you will too. And use my promo code STAR S T A R R seventy seven zero, and I'll save you seventy dollars on your first two orders. I'll put the uh, link in the description of this video. Okay, thanks for watching, um, and uh, subscribe, like all that other stuff. It helps us, and you support me by supporting my sponsors. Okay, so that's it. The Canadians are back. On the ice, Saturday night at Tampa Bay. Montreal is 0-4 in their last four regular season meetings at Tampa Bay. I don't see the Canadians winning a single game on this road trip, and that's okay. It's okay. Now, if you have expectations of wins and losses, that's on you. But you shouldn't, really. Let's look at individuals. Let's look at the first line. Let's look for them to continue to generate chemistry and build up on those stats and, and have productive games between now and the end of their regular season. That's what we're watching. That's what we're looking for. And we want a lot more of Sam Montebos. And again, I want to see Sam Montebo become the first goaltender this year to start three games in a row. So let's let's see Sam Montebo in goal on Saturday night at Tampa Bay, okay? Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you later next week.